What kind of man are you? This life will require you to be steadfast, immovable, strong, and courageous. Though this world says you should get a trophy just for showing up, and there are no winners and losers, you must train to win the prize. You do the hard things. You persevere. You are becoming the man God created you to be. You exercise discipline. The discipline of manliness. Guys, welcome back to the Discipline of Manliness podcast. I'm Colin Hornback, your host of this show, and I am coming to you with all sorts of topics on masculinity, how we improve in our faith, how we develop additional friendships and build up the friendships that we have. I'm talking to you about fitness, and I'm also talking to you about being a fiduciary, if you will, or essentially men of value and men who bring and add value to every aspect of our lives. Those are kind of the four main tenets of this show and the things that we really do focus on in this podcast. For those of you who are new and for those of you who are returning, thanks for coming back again. It's great to be coming back to you with another conversation. Man, guys, we are as of the release of this podcast right at the end of October and we are knocking on the door of Thanksgiving and November and the holiday time and I'm, I'm actually really excited about that. I always love this time of year. Fall is one of my favorite times of year and then moving into that Christmas season, I always get excited around this time. Just something different in the air. It's just super exciting and a lot of fun to spend time with family and friends and celebrate and be thankful and just really focus on that aspect. So it's a, an exciting time for me. I hope it's an exciting time for you guys as well and that you guys will be enjoying some good time with friends and family in the weeks coming up. Guys, in this episode, um, I really wanted to focus on the faith aspect It is as it is one of the really core tenets of masculinity, um, as you hear me talk about in other shows. But I, I do think the faith aspect is one of the most important, if not the most crucial to get right. Um, without this one, nothing else ultimately matters in the end of things at the end of our lives. So getting this one right is imperative. And there's a key question I think most of us ask at some point or another, especially for those of us who do have a faith in God. And that question is, what is God's will for my life? What am I supposed to be doing? Or how do I know God's will for my life? And if that is a question you have asked, then you are tuning into the right show. I am not going to pretend that I came up with this answer on my own. I certainly did not. This this is actually going to be a little bit of a review and a synopsis of a book by John MacArthur called Found, God's Will, Find the Direction and Purpose God Wants for Your Life. But it was a really great book. It's actually a very short book. It's a really short read. It's probably only 100 pages or less. Um, I think it's like 75 pages is what I see at the end of this book. So super, super good book. Very, very helpful for as short and as concise as it is. It was a really, really good and easy read. I'd highly recommend you pick it up, even though I'm going to ruin the end for you today. But I do hope you will get something out of this podcast and out of this book. So God's will for your life. What What is it? How do we even know it? There's five main things that are God's will for your life that we can know from reading the Bible. And that is the following. God's will is that you should be saved, that you should be spirit-filled, that you should be sanctified, that you should be submissive, and that you should be suffering. Let's expand on those just a little bit here. Saved, pretty obvious. Guys, if you've uh, listened to this show a few times, you've probably heard me talk about this in other episodes. Um, it is imperative in, in, that we be saved, that we know Jesus Christ as our Savior. 
Uh, that is the only way to truly be saved as we, again, read in the Bible and see what God says about our our lives and how to be reunited with him and how to be in fellowship with him. There is nothing we can do that could have earned that. We cannot be saved by just being good. Um, if we have a mindset of, oh, I hope at the end of my life, my good outweighs my bad, that is insufficient. Your good will never outweigh your bad. It never erases the bad or the sin that you've done in your past, um, just like mine doesn't. And so being good will not get us there. Hoping will not get us there. Um, just trying to, again, be a good person or um, or earn that salvation is not going to accomplish that. There's only one way that we get to be right with God, and that's through being perfect, which we obviously cannot do. So Jesus did that for us on our behalf, and he took our punishment for our sin and for all the bad that we've done when he died for us on the cross. He proved he was God three days later by rising from the dead. And he now accepts us and all we have to do is put our faith in him. So that is how you be saved. You just have to believe on the name of Jesus Christ and that's it. And then you are saved and you are right with God. We get Jesus goodness. We get his righteousness. He took our sin and that's how God will see us forever. So that is God's first desire for your life is that you be saved. Being spirit-filled is a little different, and that has more to do with now living in this new life that we have from Jesus, that we now have the Holy Spirit inside of us, and we we can do things that will help um, establish that in our lives and encourage that being spirit-filled, things like staying away from sinful behaviors, because uh, even though we are saved now, we're, it's not like we're perfect all of a sudden. It's not like we're never going to do wrong again. But we can stay away from sinful desires and behaviors. We can move towards the things that are right, that God wants for us. Um, And those behaviors, you'll know those things the more you read scripture, which is one of the reasons you should be in scripture on a daily basis. Um, But those are going to be things that we're going to need to do to be spirit-filled and to be encouraging that, that living that life of of submissiveness and desire for for being spirit-filled in our lives. The next thing is going to be being sanctified and being sanctified is just a a biblical word for being set apart. Um, So it's kind of how you clearly set yourself apart in your life again, by actions, by behaviors, by the words you say, by how you live. Um, That is God's next will for your life is just to be sanctified. And then after that, it is to be submissive and being submissive is going to entail how we obey Jesus and obey God in every aspect of our lives, how we move forward day to day by not following our own desires and not demanding to be kind of in control and on the throne of our lives, but how we submit to him and how we live our lives for him and for his glory and for his, his kingdom. And then the last one guys is just that we be suffering. And that one might sound kind of weird to you. Um, it, it can certainly seem a little bit uh, counterintuitive right off the bat when you first read that. But that just means that, uh, that we're going to end up having to suffer for Jesus Christ, just like he suffered for us. He did say that if the world hated me, it's going to hate you. So if we're living the way Jesus wants us to live, in the way that he exemplified and and gave an example for, then we're obviously going to have the same treatment Jesus had. And that was, he was rejected. He was, um, like I said, he suffered at the hands of men. He, um, he was hated. And so there's going to be people in this world who are going to hate us because we're, we're living the way Jesus lived. 
And that is to be expected. So if you're not encountering any kind of suffering, then you're, you may want to question how you're doing these other um, four aspects of living out God's will in your life. Uh, there's different types of suffering. Sometimes we walk into suffering based on our own actions. Um, that's not the kind of suffering God wants for us. <laughs> He's actually trying to give us ways to live that are going to keep us from that type of suffering. But there will be suffering in our lives that come from doing what's right and living the life that God wants for us. And so we're going to have to expect some level of suffering in our lives as well. So those are the five key tenets of what God's will for our life is. That's what, that's what God wants for us. The things that we can know very, very clearly from scripture that are undeniable, unarguable. They're, they're there in black and white. If you want to dive deeper into those five aspects of God's will, I highly recommend you pick up this book by John MacArthur, Found God's Will. And uh, you'll, you'll begin to see a little bit more in detail what each of those things covers. But after that, um, this may be the question that you've been wondering about more than anything else is, is God's will for your life in the sense of who I should marry or what job should I take? What school should I go to? You know, what, what's the long-term, you know, view that God has for my life? What does he want for me? Well, after those five things, there's one clear additional principle that you can find in this book. And I'm going to ruin it for you right now. After those five things, if you're doing all five of those things right, you're saved, you're spirit-filled, you're sanctified, submissive, and suffering. If you're doing all those five things, you know the next thing that God wants for your life and what his desire for your life is? Do whatever you want. That's right. You heard me right. Do whatever you want. Because if you're ultimately doing all five of these things, who's truly in charge of your life? God is. If you're doing those five things, who's truly the one at the helm running your life and, and helping you in the way that you should go? It's God. It's not really you. So if you're doing all of these other five things, any other desire that you have is going to follow suit with those and it's going to fall in line with what God wants for you. So if you have a, a new job opportunity and you're praying about, man, should I take this or not? Well, do you want to? Does it sound exciting to you? I mean, is that job, you know, is it moral? Is it is it reasonable that it falls in line with your faith as much as, as any other job might? Or even be maybe an improvement if you know you're unhappy with something in a certain job that you have, then I would say take that job. You know, I actually went through that uh, several years ago. Um, I had an opportunity to to move out of state from Colorado to Wisconsin, take a new job and uh, I was really praying about that, and it just was so clear. Like, man, this is a new opportunity. It's something exciting to me. There's nothing at all wrong or sinful about this new job or or moving. So, you know what? I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this new opportunity and try something new. Um, ultimately, decided to come back, which we're we have not regretted. We do love being back around family and being in Colorado. We love this state, but. All in all, um, it was just something that we could do. And that's the great thing is we could choose to come back to because we're ultimately desiring what God wants for our lives. We're wanting to live in a way that honors him and a way that would best uh, exemplify him in our lives. And so ultimately, we knew we could probably do that as well or better by coming back to Colorado and doing what we're doing now. So ultimately, there's there's a time and place, guys, where you know, when you're doing all these other things right, that you can do anything that suits you, that that you want to do, any desire you have. Um, in this book, there's actually a pretty cool story about 
um, a friend of John MacArthur's who wanted to go be a missionary overseas. And uh, he, he just told him, John MacArthur told his friend, you should just go. And his friend was a little confused by, by that, but he just said, well, I, you know, I don't have uh, a sponsor. I don't have a program to go through or, or uh, a missionary group to go through or anything. He said, it doesn't matter. Just, just go. You have it on your heart. God's put it there. Um, trust that he's put that desire in you to go and do that. And you should just go and, and do that very thing that you want to do. And the interesting part was he did go and do that, but then God kind of shifted gears on him and he ended up doing the, the very work he wanted to do, but in a completely different area than where he originally wanted. But this gentleman, because he was submissive to God's leading in his life, he was living in a way that was spirit filled and sanctified, obviously submissive, as I just said. Um, God directed him to a different different place, but to do the exact same ministry that he had on his mind to do, um, ultimately just a different location. So that is a way that those things can play out in your life. But ultimately, guys, you should be able to do anything that you want for your job. Um, if you're going to live in a way that honors God and puts him first, if you're you know living the single life right now, um, guys, God will lead you to the right woman at the right time. Um, he's going to bring her about that you can you can marry that girl because you're living in a way that honors God and puts him first and you're choosing to do things in your life that are again putting him first he's going to you're I mean you're ultimately going to find the right girl because if you're doing all these other things correctly and how you live for the Lord you're not going to end up choosing the wrong girl. Um, in fact, probably your lifestyle is going to repel the wrong girl and only encourage the right girl to come to you. So just keep trusting that God has the right girl in mind for you um, and trust that he is uh, is going to bring those things about as long as you're obedient to him. And he's going to, again, maybe may a different girl than you originally anticipated, but ultimately God will bring you the right person. And I know he did that in my life as well. And it was a very different story than I ever would have imagined for myself. I can certainly tell you that story again in a future episode, but man, it's, uh, it's cool to see the way God works when you truly put him first and live in a way that's spirit filled, sanctified, submissive in those three, th- those three aspects out after being saved, it really does change the way the rest of your life goes. And it it's pretty amazing to see how God works in your life when you live those three aspects out on a daily basis and just trust him to move and work. Um, you'll see things happen that never could have come from, from you or your efforts. And it's, it's pretty cool to see the way God shows up when you, when you live those three other aspects out. And then even when the fifth one comes and that suffering comes, even to see the peace in your life that happens when you know you're living right before God, it's, it's pretty amazing. And it's encouraging to see the way God builds you up and, and lifts you up through those times. So that's uh, my episode for today, guys. Again, it's pretty short, pretty quick. Um, but all, all in all, I just wanted to encourage you guys with that. It was a really big encouragement for me when I read this book about a year ago and uh, really just kind of changed my my thinking. So I hope this has changed your thinking, that it's opened up some opportunities and possibilities for you um, and hopefully focuses you to start living or continue living in that right aspect, guys, where we're, we're first of all saved, then spirit-filled, sanctified, and submissive. And then of course, when that suffering comes, hopefully you guys do have a good band of brothers around you through the encouragement of things like this show or others where you can uh, have that support when suffering does come. Um, guys, if you have questions about this, I'd love for you to reach out to me. Um, or again, grab this book by John MacArthur. There's a lot more detail in the book. Um, even though it's a quick and short read, 
So be sure to check that out or reach out to me. You can reach out to me on social. I am the discipline of manliness on Instagram and Facebook, and I am discipline of manliness at gmail.com. If you ever have emails or that you want to send me or, or you want to reach out to me via email, feel free to reach out. Um, guys, if you're enjoying the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review. I would love to see your feedback on the show. So go into your podcast platform and leave me that rating and review so that we can continue to grow this show and have other men see the value that it's bringing. Also take a screenshot of what you're listening to and be sure to share that on social and show that you're listening to this podcast and comment a little bit on what a takeaway was from the show. It's a huge help as it just kind of helps build up the show and uh, show the activity that we're doing and what we're talking about. As I hope you do have a great week. And until next week, guys, keep practicing the discipline of manliness.